0: cool pod not true what do you mean this is going to be the coolest pod nick mm, is it <laughs> oh oh is it do you know what it is <laughs> no
1: i don't i don't yet <laughs> well i do oh it's Uh-oh.
0: It's September 22nd, 2016, and this is Idle Thumbs, finally, Idle Thumbs 281. Oh, man. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken, and that's it. That is it. (laughs) We've had a last-minute dropout today. Yeah, a dropout. Literally last minute. (laughs) That's usually a a, a hyperbolic comment, but this is actually at the last possible moment. Yeah. Um, Jake had to drop out for logistical reasons, so we weren't able to get a sub. So it's just us.
1: I like your strategy here—just flooring it, just just zero to sixty. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I didn't know this podcast was starting. We're in it now. It's happening. Oh yeah, always. Be I hope you for played a, a game, Chris
0: Nick. I after eight years of podcasting,
1: actually more than that. You can just you, turn it on. If like you a count late...
0: the the weird podcast we did in our old job together. Ten oh, yeah. years of podcasting we, or something.
1: <laughs> should we just do an episode of the Shack Cast right now? I think I think that's how this should probably yeah. Be. The Shack News, Shack The Shack News, Shackcast,
0: Yeah. So this is yeah. Anyway, I played a game. Good for you. Yeah, I played two games. One of them was Deus Ex. So this episode, I suppose, um, I am going to talk about We Happy Few, which was mentioned on this podcast maybe a month ago, but I don't think any of us played. Did mm-hmm. you ever play that? No. Okay, so that's a that's a survival sort of much more narrative oriented survival game than is common for modern survival games. Hmm. And you possibly will talk about the new NBA? Sure. Yeah. So we'll see how this all goes. <laughs> this
1: lonely cast. Yeah. <laughs> sad cast. <laughs> yeah, sad cast. Shaq News sad cast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to hear about We Happy Few, if, if we could leave with that.
0: Yeah, sure. So We Happy Few is a game that doesn't look like what it actually is to me right i wh- i saw what i remember seeing trailer for this game and it's inst- it's very distinctive it is a um at least the trailers show it as a brightly colored sort of 60s pop art like kind of uh mm. si- like high like groovy 60s fashion um, oh yeah kind of g- and, and and it's looks very much like a Bioshock game in the particular low contrast color palette and just the way the lighting model and geometry works really reminds me of Bioshock Infinite, for instance.
1: Sorry, I'm just looking at this guy and this is just very dishonored, Uh, nice mask. Yeah, Uh,
0: there's, yeah. The the key art for this game is characters wear these like creepy white masks that are always smiling. Um, So the game looks like, it, it sort of looks and sells itself as a high narrative experience. And it open. It in fact opens that way. When you start this game, um, you start in a sort of document censoring uh, office. And your job is just to go through old newspaper clippings um, from World War II era. The game is set in the 60s. Uh, and you're going through old newspaper clippings and you're essentially just completely blacking out the ones that have potentially upsetting or de- or depressing or sort of doubt mm-hmm. inducing information of any kind mm-hmm. and then you're letting the completely anodyne ones go through and that's and you sort of just have this like little papers please mini game for like uh, just a second just to introduce it's not part of the real game but it's right. just to introduce the world and the character and you go through the sequence and soon enough you end up sort of escaping and the the premise is that in this this is like a Sort of collapsed Britain. You're, this is this. This society is like, uh, sort of um, impoverished. Like children of and, men, or something, or, or yeah, it's it's, it's it's. But but with but
1: with a different aesthetic, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, people have less agency than that because everyone's self sort of by law self medicates with this drug called joy mm. that makes them happy and peppy and unquestioning of authority. Uh, and... Um, sort of Brave New World, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's very Brave New World, right? And so, in the game, when you're, you, like, you physically have these joy tablets you can take, and when you're on them, your character sort of struts around, you know, it's a first-person game. Everything is very colorful. Um, hmm. Everything is, like... Yeah, you know, you're pleased as punch about everything when you're, and eventually Hopefully the effect like of the drug mode. wears off. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, the effect of the drug wears off, and everything is just garbage and crappy, and mm. you know, all the food's rotten. I mean, all the food's rotten, no matter what. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's so anyway. the The game opens with like I don't know, ten minutes of heavy kind of narrative presentation. You know, where you're walking from space to space, and there are Bioshock style sort of cutscenes that you observe, and then uh, scenes you participate in. Uh, but actually, by default, the game is a permadeath survival experience. Crazy. Um, yeah, you can set it to not be permadeath, but I left it that way because it's the default. Mm-hmm. Um, the default is permadeath. And um, it's it's a very interesting mix of things. Like, you start the game in, you know, sort of sent to this, like... When, when the, the game proper, the actual real survival game, when it begins... You are in this like quarantine zone for people who have refused to take their joy. Mm-hmm. This isn't a spoiler because it's just how the game opens. Sure. Uh, and you're, you know, you're, you sort of wander around it. You try and find food and water to survive. You have to sleep to, you know, to fend off exhaustion. The vast majority of the food you find is rotten. Mm. Um, So if you eat too much of it, you get food poisoning and you vomit, which means you get incredibly hungry and thirsty, and then die. I mean, the first time I died, I ate like rotten rat meat, uh, vomited uncontrollably, and then uh, like staggered back, like on my way, staggering back to like what I knew to be the closest clean water fountain. I died of thirst. Like mere feet away from the from the the water spigot, it was right. it, it was infuriating and tragic, but also you know a, yeah. good, a good not bad yeah good experience. Um, the annoying thing is then when you start again, you have to go through that entire introductory sequence. That's, oh, the, mm. that's what's kind of the, the the weird tension in this game is between its ambitions to um, depicting a really well realized uh, sort of high detail world, which is uh, <clears throat> for the most part I think successful. I mean. It's beautiful. Like it it really mm. actually achieves a sort of triple A-esque like production standard. Um it's really impressive in that regard. Um but the tension is between all of the details that go into selling all that world detail and narrative and the kind of systemic looping nature of a pseudo open world survival game, mm. you know? So like yeah. y- it's, uh, this is only an alpha. So it's hard to necessarily say how much of these content issues are are real. But I just having worked on games, I know it's going to be hard to get around them because content is tough to just like infinitely repeat. Like mm. characters just kind of say all the same things. Uh, yeah, You know, you can't have like a detailed dialogue tree conversation with characters when there's like, an indefinite number of characters all walking around randomly because you're in just a constantly persistent survival world yeah like these can't all be individually created characters that would be impossible right right and so everyone kind of speaks in weird just like when you go up to a character, you just sort of like say a couple lines seemingly chosen at random hmm. and they just say a couple lines back at you. But the, uh, those okay. two lines have nothing to do with each other. Right. People quote literature a lot. They just like say <laughs> lines from poetry or oh, plays. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and it's trying it's college to serve. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> and it's trying to serve to like, you know, paint the overall tonal total like the totality of the world. Yeah. Which, kind of works but it also just sort of feels very disjointed and weird because these characters aren't really meaningfully communicating with Mm -hmm. each other in any way yeah um and i you know i'm sure part of that's intentional but it also really reveals the sort of gamey systemy nature of the game in a way that is a little bit clashing i think yeah with what they're trying to to do by like having such a Highly created environment. Anyway, I haven't said the name of the game in a while. It's We Happy Few. It is on Steam in what is called gameplay alpha form right now. It's in early access, I, I guess. I think mm. um, it must be because it, when you launch it, it describes itself as gameplay alpha. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, so you start off in the. Oh, so here are some interesting things about it that are actually legitimately effective. You, so, for one thing, the game is dire as, as shit. Yeah. Like, it is just, I mean, everyone is crying, basically. Like, you walk around <laughs> what? this like... Well, really? you Well, because you start off in this quarantine zone for people who aren't taking their joy, right? And these are, like, oh, right, ostensibly okay. characters so who just, have lived yeah. their whole life, or however, I don't know, maybe not their whole life, but their adult just life their since whenever yeah. this program started. Presumably, the idea is that Britain has been, like, completely ruined by mm. World War Two. That's the sense I get. Okay. And this is, like... A government policy that was put in place to counteract the effects of that and now it's just gotten mm-hmm. out of hand and turned into a terrible dystopia mm. that's my assumption right about right. the world um so like the way they sell this is that everyone is just like breaking down crying all the time and everyone's <laughs> brutal and like you know like a lot of games you can only interact with people either by just talking just like parroting a couple lines at them or by by killing them
1: essentially. So someone is sobbing and you just start quoting Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> no, basically. that literally happened. Yeah, okay. I yeah. mean, We
0: Happy Few is a Shakespeare reference. Right. Uh, and like, yeah. um, and so, uh, and uh, yeah, that happens all the time. Um, <laughs> Or you can beat the shit out of them and then So you're just their, an asshole, basically. You're just well, like, everyone's just kind of an asshole. Okay. And when you do it, your character's like sort of apologizing and being like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And, mm. You know, it's all...
1: I, it's oh a, God, that's so uncomfortable to think about.
0: It is very uncomfortable. And the game sells the discomfort well. It kind of oversells itself a little bit. Mm. Just because, right, because of like there's so much crying just everywhere. Right. But the, th- the thing that's incredibly effective is when you, f- the first time you manage to make it back into, like the fir- like you, you sort of go on some quests at the beginning, you know, to prove that you're able to reintegrate into society. And there's mm-hmm. just like tons of side quests that just pop up as you walk around, just like little tiny things that happen. And it's not worth like describing them all. They're just the sorts of things that happen in, in games like this. Uh, you know, find X, give it to Y, you mm-hmm. know, like character needs A. Um, but when you first get into the joy place, it's actually amazing. Because people aren't just miserable, you know. And <laughs> right, so, like, yeah. you take. I actually didn't take a joy pill until I got there because I wasn't really sure what that mechanic was. Oh, you know. And yeah. so, uh, the first time I I went in there, I'm just like, "Fuck! I don't ever want to like not be having this pill ever again," Good. Uh, which is terrible. Yeah, right? that's, like, that's, that's, that's it's, it's
1: terrible, but it's it's what you want from this game. Yeah,
0: it's it's yeah. shockingly effective. Yeah, um, and I like. Yeah, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I hmm. and then people but people can tell when you're when you when you're the when the effects of your drug is starting to to wear out and they they start to get suspicious of you and mm, mm, I found myself like mm. literally running through the streets of this t- cuz again, I didn't yeah. really know how the mechanic worked. So I yeah. I let it get too low and I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, to let you into that part of town, they have to put you through essentially a drug test that sees if you have the stuff in your system." So I figured, "Oh, well, people can't physically see the effect of it they need this like machine. So if I just I'm walking around the nice part of town um but I'm acting convincing like they're not going to know. Nope, they know. <laughs> and so like I just found myself at one point like literally just booking it down the street while fucking like b- classic english bobbies with b- you know billy clubs <laughs> right. are chasing me and old ladies are screaming yeah. about how I'm a downer and like uh, and and I, Benny Hill is playing, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then I like run, duck into an alleyway where nobody is, like pop a pill, and then saunter out, like, <laughs> boop, 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 and everyone's like, "Hello there, um, the good fellow citizen."
1: Right. So wait, does it, it? It only changes their appearance, or does it actually change like the behavior of? The, well, it's first like, the person,
0: so I don't really know like what they're seeing in me. I mean, I think sure. the game's intentional. I mean, first like person, so that they. Oh, I don't know. I mean, everyone in the in the nice part of town that I've seen is always happy. You you would
1: say that, Chris. <laughs> well, I don't know. Everyone seems so, happy. Everyone's well, everything. So yeah, I don't yeah.
0: actually, the, ma- so, so everyone in the good, in the sort of like happy part of town has those white masks that you see oh, okay. in all of the art assets. So of you have no idea if they're actually just crying
1: inside of that mask.
0: Just. <laughs> well, I don't know if the mask is meant to, to be like a shorthand to reflect. Hmm. They are explicitly on the drug or, or what? Right. Um, because in the bad part of town, no one has that, but like, hmm. I don't, like when you take the drug, you don't, your, your guy doesn't have like a hand that reaches up to the camera and puts a mask on.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So I, so
0: I think it's, I think it's sort of the suggestion is just like, this is just a way for the game to like indicate to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, uh, you know, cause, cause I, you do, f- well, no, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Cause you do encounter in the crappy part. You do encounter two people who you used to know who are sad, but also wearing masks. So hmm. I actually don't really know what the mask. is. I'm not is really sure notice. how that, yeah. like, how the mask physically works. Hmm. But uh, it doesn't matter. It, from a gameplay perspective, it, you know, it's sure. a, it's a video game, right? Like you you deal with it. Yeah, it's like how does the DSX guy carry like a r- four rocket launchers and like three sniper rifles? Right. And, I don't know. He just in buys. his mask, <laughs> in his nice mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've been just like. Monologuing basically about that game, but um, yeah. it's interesting. I
1: no I, the, I, <clears throat> that, that central mechanics really interesting. I love I love stuff like that in games. Like, it reminds me of um, something like Don't Starve, even where I don't know how much you played of that game recently. I played but, that much, yeah. So like, Not there's a sanity thing, and um, you know, at a certain point, and, and there are like different things that affect it. Like one thing is you can just put like nice clothing on, and it like keeps you from going crazy. Um, but then eventually, when you do go crazy. Like, just weird, like, monsters just start coming out of the woods all the time, like, all the time. And because that is a survival thing, um, and you're playing it for a long amount of time, like, it just makes you insane. Eventually, just you yourself are just like, oh my God, like, this is obnoxious and horrible that this is happening all the time to me. Uh, and, and it actually just, yeah, it's like one to one. It's like a yeah. perfect, yep. like, yeah. So that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I find myself wondering what the, this doesn't matter for discussing the quality of the game, but it is weird to play something (coughs) that feels like it's trying to bring together such disparate targets. Mm.
1: Like it. The narrative survival. Yeah, right. Like, it, Dishonored it, or Bioshock kind of aesthetic. like that. Yeah, those are, yeah, you know, those are kind all kind of Yeah, it kind of, these days... First you, person even is interesting. Right. I, I would have never, like, even just... Oh, really? Well, because when you were describing like a, survival, I just I just now oh, think, like, oh, it's like a top-down, like, oh, don't but starve thing. But, but there are a lot of, like...
0: I mean, I guess first so, person like, survival is like a huge stream true. genre. That's true. Um, <clears> yeah, but but these days, when you see something with this, with art assets that look like this and the kinds of storytelling they're trying to do... I mean, at this point, I almost just assume, oh, it's just not even going to have combat in it. It's just going to be mm. a first-person right. narrative experience of some kind, which obviously is an incorrect assumption. Yeah. Um, but, like, you can do that now, right? Like, it, this wouldn't, this isn't as surprising circa, like, 2007 when Bioshock comes out, right? Because mm. h- what? how else do you release a game that looks like that without having it be, like, you beat up a bunch of splicers? It actually is even more Bioshock- Reminiscent by the way in that you're getting in fights with these, these completely desperate people mm. who are on severe drug withdrawal mm-hmm. um, So like mm. yeah, it's I, it's yeah. oddly resonant with with the original Bioshock in a lot of ways, but um Yeah, but it's but the game so Maybe this conflict that I'm describing would actually be lessened if I didn't have permadeath on. I don't know how the game works. Oh, you can without toggle permadeath. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a toggle, but it's default to on. because mm. um, and so I played it that way because I figured, well, it's defaulted, so it yeah. must have it's made the, intention. the game intentional. But, but maybe if it's not, maybe it is actually closer to a Bioshock because you can keep starting. Out. I mean, it definitely has like plot events you go through, like the, you yeah. know, the, the, I've, huh. I I'm on my second playthrough and all the beginning quests are identical. Mm. Right, so like it, it's not like it's sort of just randomly generating disposable quests. Right. I mean, th- there might be that also. I, I, not as far as I can tell, but you could theoretically put randomly generated quests in a game like this. You could hmm. also add them in. But the core, like now you have to get to the next part of the map. That stuff's all completely Made the name. same. You have a character yeah. who's always the same. He's got he's the same guy with the same name hmm. every time you play, and he always has to do this first, and always has to like. Fix this bridge so we can get to the next part. And that always happens. Um, And so it's weird. Yeah. And so you're playing this game with this highly defined overall narrative structure and highly defined world, uh, which seems like there'd be as group of people who's just interested in that. Yeah. But then the way you get through it all is with this incredibly hardcore survival loop. Which feels like kind of just a different group of gamers at this point. Yeah. You know, the people who play your ARCs or your Daisies or whatever. I mean, that's different because that's like a, DayZ is a multiplayer game. And so on this game, is sure. a multiplayer. But, yeah. um, you know, I guess your Don't Starves or whatever.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I'd be curious to know who's playing this game, how many people are playing it. Yeah. Because it, it, it feels, it's very ambitious. And it, I mean, it, it achieves most of its ambitions, I think.
1: It's just an odd combination of things. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm just I'm sitting here trying to imagine playing like something like BioShock with permadeath on right. and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for me to do, like mentally to get to that place. So that's interesting that this actually does work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. <clears throat> I'm I'm curious to give it a shot at that point because that sounds crazy.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Do you remember when people do you remember the uh the speaking of playing something like BioShock and permadeath? Do you remember the online back when when games criticism blogging was actually a thing? Do you remember the Far Cry 2 permadeath trend? Yep, that was very that was a good that, that time. Was, yeah, in life.
1: Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed run Far Cry 2, Chris. It's you keep saying
0: that, but you haven't done it. So <laughs> I don't know thing. if I believe you. So
1: I didn't. I, I haven't said this on the podcast. I started researching. Oh shit! Okay. No, and I didn't start doing no, it. No, but you've
0: you've. But you've I I started seal. taking notes. Oh my and, god. What? And
1: and so well so somebody out there um has already like this is like 5 6 years ago and when I mentioned like on a stream or something like okay maybe maybe I'll speedrun Far Cry 2 uh so, like uh, a idle thumbs reader put in um the idle thumbs forums like uh, the uh, one other person yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um he posted uh he was like well if you want to do it um here's the stuff that I found that exists <clears throat> for Far Cry 2 speedruns. Um and it was this post from somebody yeah, like five or six years ago. And it was really detailed about, like, I've just started trying to run this game. It's weird that nobody else runs this game, but here are the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And just reading that post made me, like, just anxious and afraid. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it yes. was in, in all the probably the, the correct ways that yeah. you want to before you, before you begin doing something like this. But it was cool. Well, that is an unforgiving game. It is a very unforgiving game. It is not a straightforward game. Like you know, like it'd be one thing if it was level based. It'd be one thing if it was um, just an open world with one map. But the fact that they're, you know,
0: an entire other map uh, opens up Right,
1: or and also just you know, predictable uh, enemy placement. You know, the, the, the fact that the fact that this game. Oh, it's is, predictable.
0: They'll be at every single checkpoint. Yes, all exactly. The
1: time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> roving around, uh, and you'll have your busted gun to deal with it. Yeah. No, I, I, I was reading this guy's. Um, uh, just, you know, attempt and, 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 you know, by the, by the end of this post, he was like, I'm oh, maybe like 5% of the way into like actually figuring out how to speed run this game. But if anybody else wants to pick it up, go for it eight years later or whatever the hell it is now. And it's just me sitting there going like, I don't know if I could even like it, it's, it's intense. Uh, he's he's pulling off things that I don't even know if I can physically pull off. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's just his first attempt, and it was like a still a three hour speed run. <laughs> oh God! Which that's the that's yeah, the scary. See, this thing. seems
0: this, that, I don't well, this might be folly. This whole well endeavor,
1: and, but that that's the way that all of these things begin, right? Because the, it it always starts. No, but f- are
0: you going to be the guy who cracks it? Like, is that
1: that's tune in next time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Probably not, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I think realistically, the way that these things uh, get cracked is that it's it's almost like crowdsourced, right? Like enough people are speed running a game, sure. So you're going to kickstart it's the almost Far like speed
0: run revolution.
1: Well, I would almost have to. I think you know what I'm saying. Like I think otherwise, I don't know if you Mick can Brecken shave was off. Put on this earth. Well, <laughs> I mean, I haven't <laughs> done anything else yet, so like, it may as well be this. It's a calling. <laughs>
0: right. I may may have to. I may have to do it. I I it may have to be me.
1: Might Mick have Brecken. to be me. Who else is it gonna be? It's gotta be me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I might I might do that. Okay. I might not do it.
0: <laughs> I look forward to
1: you doing it or not doing it. <laughs> it is so daunting. Just the idea that like an entire stream would just be one run through, and that's right. a that's a perfect speed run. Oh my right. god! Yeah, it's gonna. be. Yeah. I mean, be gross. you're
0: you're not assuming you'd have to never die, right? Obviously, you'd have to. Mm. Uh,
1: there would be there would be quick saving and reloading for sure involved mm. in okay. this. Okay. But yeah. um. Yeah. But just a lot of a lot of mental uh <laughs> a lot of mental like perfection yeah. Yeah. over the course of three hours. Not something I'd uh, you know, necessarily right. <laughs> am known for on a stream. So sure. it, it could it could be a it could be a yeah. real disaster anyway. Yeah, we um, gotta get
0: that we gotta get that Twitch channel back back on. We've been Yeah. We've been, well I did a I did a coaster you did,
1: did a coaster stream a few days ago. A coaster and a software Inc. YouTube. Software ink stream. Oh I didn't I didn't yeah. notice you did that. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chris Remo, uh, game designer. Oh, right. Uh,
0: I saw some <laughs> tweets. I saw yeah. some
1: replies. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get those up on YouTube then. Oh, yes. 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 <coughs> um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really been playing anything else other than NBA 2K17. Oh, how's that going? <laughs> so here's the thing. Um I I only loaded it up just to play around with the character creation, Ah, which is my favorite aspect of any game that includes that. Right. But then, yeah. Um, But then this year, they've added... So last year, I think they had some kind of bullshit, like scan your face thing that you could only use with like a Microsoft webcam. You know, it was like a very specific, like you must have this particular thing to try it. This year, uh, it's baked into the iPhone app, that um is is synced up to um the like your steam account essentially. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a shot. <laughs> and um it's basically just, you know, you load up the iPhone app and then um it activates your front camera and you just sort of slowly turn your head left and right, right. and then le- different sort of um uh like checkboxes for like left profile, center left profile, like all of these things. You're like to a Cyberman like yeah, scanning into basically, the Cyberverse. That's what I was doing. Yeah. It said scanning into your Cyberverse <laughs> <laughs> Your NBA Cyberverse. And um and then I got done and uh, uh, with that and loaded up the game and then hit like okay import import scan uh it created the most like gumpy sad version of my face that was also kind of still discernible as my face (laughs) that the scary thing is
0: totally discernible as you the scary thing is my face was hiding inside of that face yeah it totally was
1: yeah i had i had the mask on yep (laughs) but underneath the mask
0: (laughs) it was like a dispirited tired (laughs) nick Brecken. yeah
1: yeah Yeah. who gained like 30 pounds and like shaved his head and yeah yeah that's me after running far cry 2 for for like six years (laughs) yeah um
0: I found it was easier to just not have to cut my hair or brush my hair anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm in the NBA, would you draft me? Would you I'm, I'm I'm play good games. Um so yeah, I did that. And then you know the surprising thing about this though is that I actually I I rescanned my face after 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 the sad version and it actually worked pretty well the second time. Hmm. Uh I think it might be the first good version of the scan your face. Uh, oh man. Uh, I don't know genre of, of, <laughs> <laughs> of cyber because this has been a thing for a long time. Like I can remember, like an N sixty four game that did this, right? Where it would just kind of like texture map a picture to a bad. What did like, it, where did it get the picture? I don't know. I think you had to put it on a was memory like, card somehow. What? Yeah, no, did there it, were there were weird versions of this connect kind to, of like, thing. The
0: Game Boy camera,
1: maybe. Yeah, it was something weird like that. Like you know. Insert something into the RAM expansion port, and now you've got like your face right. on this game, or maybe I don't I don't remember, but I know I know that they've they've you know this has been a thing for a long time, and it finally uh, I think it's finally been halfway realized by this game, and then I played a little of the Super game and Mario
0: sixty four camera. Oh no, this is just a cam- this is just a licensed camera. Mm. This is this is a thirty five millimeter film camera <laughs> that
1: Nintendo <laughs> just
0: put a thing
1: on. Nintendo loves weird cameras. The game Boy camera, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I played NBA and it was just, it was fine. It was, a yeah. fine, it was a fine. It
0: doesn't have a game. crazy spiky,
1: it, 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 it does, oh, no, that it does two, have that. Was 2K, no, that's what this is. It's the, it's the next year already. Oh, okay, okay yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, no, it's, it's by this year, it's by the director of Creed. Um, what wait,
0: really? They yeah. did the same thing again, but they with... did the
1: same thing again with a different guy, and then, um. The lead actor is Michael B. Jordan. What crazy! And Hannibal Burris? Wait, is in it. How is this not
0: n- like and
1: noted? Off like the Spike I mean,
0: Lee one got a lot of attention. I guess because the trailer was noted, so outrageous. That, yeah, I think yeah. I think
1: that's part of it. But but and, and also you know this year, you know I, I played a little you, a little ways in. And, did and, you know?
0: Sorry, I'm looking up N64. <laughs> no, yeah, I want to know expansions because I'm trying to find the camera. Did you know there was an expansion th- cartridge for the N64 called the Wide Boy 64? <laughs> What? Wide Boy 64. Oh, I think I had that. Developed by Intelligent Systems. No, I think I had that. Oh my god. Yeah. What an amazing name. Oh yeah. Wide Boy 64. <laughs> <laughs> they they call me Wide Boy. They call me Wide Boy <laughs> <laughs> 64.
1: <laughs> um man, Then yeah. there's the
0: 64DD there's a bunch Oh, of the
1: 64DD, that was the that was the um, That's like a disk drive. Well, that's the that was only released in Japan. <clears throat> that Earthbound 64 was going to come out on eventually. There was a mouse? Oh yeah. There was oh a, yeah, there was a mouse for StarCraft.
0: Mouse for Mario Artist?
1: Oh, I guess that's and what it was originally for. Well, there was a mouse for SNES. 64. There was the SNES mouse for um for Mario Paint. Or yeah, it was Mario Paint, there yeah. There was a glove controller? Really? Yeah. There was, there a, was a, a
0: voice recognition unit.
1: Oh, I knew that. Yeah. My
0: God, I didn't know about any of this stuff.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's just uh, it's good. It's yeah, peripheral hell basically. There was the super scope. Um, that that oh God, I wanted the super scope so bad <laughs> because they made it look like a bazooka. Like uh-huh. it wasn't just the stupid light gun anymore. It was like oh, it's the super scope. It's. I super. think there was the one game for it. <laughs> Man. Yeah. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. Sharkwire
0: Online. Modem to connect to the sharkwire.com dot oh, com yeah. service.
1: I wanted that really bad. The GB Hunter. What is uh, that?
0: Let's see. I can't even. Uh, it hunts for Game Boys. Oh, it's you can play Game <laughs> it Boy. It's a different them. way to play Game
1: Boy games on it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, so that lets you put a Game Boy into the like in the same way that like Game Boy Color worked on SNES, where you can put the the cartridge the in. cartridge into the into the expansion yeah, and then it, yeah. Oh, but weird. I think the
0: Wide Boy also did that.
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's why I had it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, I need the new version of this Yeah, to play. Wow. Nothing. Well, I can't
0: find a camera anywhere in here. Huh. I don't know what I'm remembering then. Huh. Anyway, what were you actually talking about before I started I don't talking know. about Wide Boys? <laughs> man, Wide Boy really missed its like mimetic, uh sort of... Um, sweet spot in terms of when it released to the world. Mm. If Nintendo would, were to release something called the Wide Boy 64 <laughs> now, the internet
1: would explode. Yeah, that's true. Oh well. If Nintendo released anything now, the internet would explode.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they do.
1: Yeah, that that is true. You know what's actually... Anything Nintendo God, does at this point. You know what's yeah. a
0: disaster is that Jake's not here.
1: Beca- oh yeah, no. the second you start talking about weird Nintendo yeah. peripherals, it's a disaster well, that because, Jake is not present. Okay,
0: here's the thing. I'm probably just going to mention this again when Jake's back so that Jake can comment on it if he has any comment. Mm-hmm. You know that Super Mario Run game they announced for iOS? Mm-hmm. I actually really want to play that. Yeah, I do too. I really want that. I went yeah. into the App Store and I clicked the, like, notify me when this is available button. Yeah. And the reason I really want to play... I I, know, I, I think that game has taken some, uh, taken some sort of preemptive shit online for just being kind of a cash-in or being kind of ridiculous. But here's the thing. The whole idea of Mario running and never stopping and you just only, all you're doing is is uh, hitting the jump button. Yeah. That, the reason I really want to play it is because that's how I played Mario when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I, I never had a Nintendo, uh, and so I, I've mentioned this on the cast. So right. I'd only play Mario at friends' houses. And for some reason, like, not having it myself and therefore not, develop, not having the time to, like, actually learn the game well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't always play it like this, but I had this kind of weird... Um, just assumption that somehow leaked into my brain that was like, ah, if you're really good at Mario, you should be able to play it by always running forward and only jumping. Right. I had this weird, like, I, I, this wasn't a conscious, like, manifesto that I actually thought about in my brain, but it was just kind of a weird, like, instinct that, like, ah, the sort of like platonic. The wizard idea, would the always hold forward. Ideal of a Mario <laughs> level yeah. is one that can be completed mm-hmm. by just expertly only needing to jump yeah. while
1: constantly running. I mean, it's true. I mean that, like theoretically, that is the the best way you could play that game, right? I mean, like, there's no, there's no, there's well, nothing... but there's
0: some levels that actually you physically can't, like you have to stop and go down a pipe or whatever. I mean, like, there uh, well, are, sure there are. Oh, so that even
1: even that to you was was uh, like, not something you were. I mean, like, you just you never went down a pipe?
0: No, it's not that I never <laughs> did it. This wasn't again. This wasn't like a hardline position. I'm nor- done with
1: pipes. Nor- <laughs> I'm done with pipes. <laughs> Mario, I'm done it with pipes. these pipes. I got no time for these Mario pipes. Mario in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: disgraceful. <laughs> um no, this wasn't like a like a uncompromising position, nor was it even a consciously held position. Mm. It was just kind of like a a sort of um just like nudge in my brain that mm. was just like, "Oh, it's just kind of somehow like intangibly better." Right. It, it's like It's like elegant. I I had this like weird, again, very non-specific, non-concrete idea of like, oh, elegant game design in a Mario game is when the level is constructed such that this is possible. Mm. You know what I mean? It's true. And so when I got into my big uh, calculator Mario phase in high school, where I was designing Mario levels on the TI eighty six version of Super Mario, Mm -hmm. um, I would often, I mean, well, I had two kinds of levels I designed, right? One of them was just the just brutal disaster of like jumping from one water. Right. tile floating in the air to another water so, tile floating in the air in between mines and shit right. and then the other was like ah you make the beautiful elegant level that can be completed by constantly running to the right and just jumping at the exact necessary moment. So 20
1: years ago you were designing Super Meat Boy and uh, <laughs> Super Mario Runner <laughs> right, uh, yeah. without knowing it. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly yeah. right yeah. yeah, that's
0: exactly correct uh, and so because of that I'm like oh my god well they made a Mario game that is is actually uh by its own design requirement, the completely uncompromised version of my like eight year old kind of uh just pointless instinct. Right. Yeah, and so I'm actually really excited about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I assume it'll be I mean good just in the sense of like polished and well designed yeah.
1: because it's you know it's an it's a you, Nintendo Mario product. But. Have you played much Super Mario Maker? I'm not because I don't have a Wii. You okay, know? God, that's cr- that's crazy that you that you haven't because that that game is first of all like yeah what you did as a kid right. but just on the internet, um, but that also like a lot of the the levels are designed around that concept. I mean, I, now, I almost now
0: I'm just a shitty lazy adult, so I'm not gonna go put all that time. In well, that's true. Thing that, no I, yeah, I, I did the
1: same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I'll play. I'll make a bunch of Mario levels. No, yeah. I, I put three blocks down and I was like, I don't need to do this. I mean, I think it's <laughs> awesome and amazing. Oh I'm yeah, really, like it's really cool. Yeah. Glad I, I, other I, people have uh, brains that allow them to do things for no reason. <laughs> I downloaded the. Uh, I already did this podcast for no reason. That's, oh, that's that's enough. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, I mean, I like the podcast, uh, and I would continue to and will. <laughs> anyway, no. I. I don't, what am I doing? Why am I saying? Anything?
1: I don't know. You're, podcast over. I'm just. Goodbye. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna let you go, and, yeah. <laughs> and eventually the podcast will just be canceled.
0: <laughs> no, I downloaded the uh the Forge the Windows. 10 Halo Forge level editor. Mm. And it is bonkers. I didn't know that even existed. Yes. I, um, I think because once I mentioned that I was playing uh, that I got that Halo anniversary pack mm. with the Xbox One. Um, I don't know if it was for that reason or just by coincidence, but someone tweeted at me that this uh, Windows uh, Forge level editor exists. And so I downloaded it. And it's crazy. I mean, it seems incredibly powerful. Yeah. But I ran into that same thing where I'm like, oh... To to be good at this and to make anything worthwhile, I have yeah. to like learn it and right. put time into it, yep. and really like put a lot of effort into making something good. And am I really gonna do that? No, yeah, because I am a piece of shit.
1: The so. only reason I think I am able to do that with Planet Coaster is that I am streaming it. I think if I wasn't streaming it, oh. I just I don't know if I would have the because it's just it's fine detail enough that like unlike something like theme park or whatever like Roller Coaster Tycoon even. You can just chunk things down and just immediately have something that's just kind of functional and fine. Yeah. But with Planet Coaster, you kind of can't do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you do it because the graphics are of a certain fidelity, it just looks like garbage well, still. And so you have to, like.
0: There's also kind of a difference, which is that uh, this is sort of a. For some people, this wouldn't actually be a distinction, mm. but. In some cases, I think it is a distinction. Planet Coaster is an actual game. Mm. So, we, like, the, the, I well, mean, the editor itself is also part of a game loop, right? So that's true. So you can, like, say, go now, and little people will start walking around your yes. thing. Like, you can test you your level, feedback. it's like, yeah. you can test it with bots, but for it to actually do the thing it's meant to do, yeah. you have to then put it out there for human beings to use. And it's like, that's the, that's the part that I don't, that is kind of, like, puts me in a mode where I'm just like, I, I'm really glad this exists, and I'm like... Incredibly excited that other people are going to get really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't yeah both planet coaster or like any builder game really it's like that's the editor part is actually the game itself right so it's a little bit different to me. That's true. That's true. Anyway, yeah, Should we take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Video games. This episode of Idle thumbs is brought to you by nature box. Nature box will send you snacks from a dizzying array of of delicious and varied collections of foods, things you can eat, snack on, munch on, uh, according to your every whim. They will send these to your home or office, and you can browse through just a ridiculous list, all kinds of crunchy things, chewy things, savory, sweet, little meal packs now they have, dips, you know. Tapenades? (laughs) There is, there's at least one tapenade in there. Thank God. I believe, yeah, it's, it's, It's bananas. Um, there's like uh, a, bananas. I'm sure there are things with bananas in them. Yes. Uh, if you go to naturebox.com slash thumbs, uh, you can get your first box of nature box snacks on them, but only at naturebox.com slash thumbs. Uh, they will just send them to you. It's risk-free. So why not give it a shot? Uh, and if you like it, uh, you can keep picking from their crazy array. I mean, We've gone through this list before. I'm not even going to going to going to start with you this time because it's it's <laughs> it's outrageous. You should go to naturebox.com/thumbs and browse through what they have uh because it's every time we do one of these ads it gets more overwhelming. Mm. Um uh Nick, I know you are a long-time Nature Box subscriber. Yeah. It's quite a treat. It's it, it's, it, is, it's it a, actually is a treat, it Chris. Is, I it, mean they send you treats. It is myriad treats. Yes. Naturebox. Indeed. It's myriad treats. <laughs> Naturebox.com slash thumbs. Get your first box on them. Courtesy of us, I guess. Yeah. Naturebox.com slash thumbs. Thanks, Naturebox. Thanks. Video games. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron will send you all the ingredients and recipes you need to put together incredibly delicious and varied meals in your own home. I was blown away. For instance, I talked a lot about this particular uh, meal I made on Blue Apron a while back that had uh, like dates and Mm -hmm. ground lamb and beef. It was this like Moroccan tagine. Seriously, that one Blue Apron meal put me on this Moroccan cooking kick Mm. that I've been on for months now. Yeah, Because with Blue Apron, you make three different meals every week. And each one typically uses a different protein. Uh, You can also get vegetarian meals, but I just got obsessed with the particular flavors and ingredients used in that style of cooking. And like, I've just made a ton of that stuff now, even when I'm not making a blue apron thing. Uh, And it's been amazing. Yeah, Like that is a really cool thing to have been exposed to, to me.
1: You made that dish for me and Jake. Uh, a couple weeks
0: back. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. We had sort of a little dinner party at my apartment and I made this like, (laughs) I combined the the Blue Apron recipe that is uh, the actual one I'm talking about with some like more ambitious like big things that I found elsewhere.
1: Big stuff. Yeah, it was good. Uh,
0: yeah, that was like a real and that was just like a fun I just spent like half my Saturday doing that. Yeah. Um with the actual blue apron meals you don't have to spend half your day. You just no. you know, they're like under an, an hour, mm-hmm. often much less than that. But uh um uh, but yeah, it's great. It's uh cheaper than going out to a restaurant, um, but you make For these sure. like restaurant quality meals. If you go to blue dot com slash idle, keep keep in mind that yes, uh not tricky the, code there. Yeah, blue dot com slash idle, you can get your first three meals free. With free shipping, it's a good deal. So check it out. Yeah, try Why not it, out. Do see, it. See if see if it inspires you, <laughs> Nick. Reckon it, it get it inspired. It surely Nick. will. <laughs> yep. blueapron.com slash idle. Get your first three meals free. Video games. <sighs> All right, we're back. I think. Oh. Hey, welcome back. Oh, thanks.
1: Oh, man, yeah. I'm Tired. Yeah. So are you? I gather. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's that allergy season, Chris. I've never had allergies, so I don't know what that is. those sniffly allergies. Yep.
0: Like I was death. just sick Sloanays. last week. Someone pointed out last yeah. <laughs> Someone thanked me last week for pushing through my sickness to record mm. the cast, because I, I didn't mention that I was sick, but apparently I sounded like, I didn't even realize I sounded sick, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm surprised that they singled
1: you... you out and not like all three of us, because we all sounded well, sick. No, I, I was f- I was actually sick. I don't know if you I guys think, were. I think I was as oh, well, really? okay. because I was hammered after that for like two days, just, yeah. just, just fucking destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, this is good podcast Oh, I know. Only the best podcast on Idle Thumbs. We we
0: vet every moment Mm -hmm. of Idle Thumbs exhaustively. You don't want to know all the shit we reject for this podcast. It's a disaster. Oh, please. We actually used to do that. We actually used to. In the old days, we'd sometimes re-record entire episodes if we didn't think they were good enough. God, those were the days. Can you imagine having that much time now? Can you imagine having just the excess time in your life to do that?
1: I mean, I can, but really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, mean, I guess I can imagine it, yeah. but I can't
1: imagine it's likely it would not to actually happen. Again. No, Yeah. we would just, God, those were just marathon sessions. Like, oh yeah. Oof. Well, oh, just thinking about it.
0: Oh yeah. There were times where we'd be in my apartment for like six hours straight Yeah.
1: Well it'd be like ten thirty and we would say, Oh, that was a bad one. Let's just do another one. Yep. And then because Jake and I are idiots and we couldn't stop laughing about something, we'd have to like separate ourselves into like the hallway. (laughs) That's true. Just to even get an intro out. What a stupid thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys couldn't make eye contact. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid days. Yep. Anyway, you want to do some reader mail? Sure. In the spirit of those early podcasts. Oh yeah. And every other podcast we've ever done? Yes. Okay. Uh, Craig Irvin writes, Multiplayer and the Fruit of Randos. Hey Thumbs, similar to Nick's surprise at finding love in the skies of random battlefield matches, I'd like to share my similar experience with Overwatch. In Overwatch, it's fairly critical to a team's long-term success to have at least one person play the healer. Since I've always enjoyed support characters in MMOs and class-based shooters, I happily take on the role. However, when I take a support sabbatical to try out the game's 19 other characters, the opening 30 seconds of the pre-match character selection often devolves into utter Cold War attrition. Everyone on the team quickly selects their robot assault troopers, bustling gorillas, and back alley snipers, and in doing so, neglects the devoted support and healing classes the game offers, which if we're playing against a competent team, are essential to victory. The game's mechanics and menu notification stresses that a devoted healer, even a bad one like me, is a premium commodity, as it allows the majority of people who prefer to damage, tank, harass, and rack up sweet multi-kills to keep doing what they do. This means for someone who doesn't have a dedicated gaming community or friends who have Overwatch on Xbox One, there's an opportunity to offer my healing services in a mercenary-for-hire fashion instead of always playing solo. My success rate at being invited into Overwatch groups and Xbox Live parties with people I've played with is at a near 100% success rate. This is born from the Ollage branch message I send that reads, Heals for you? (laughs) It is in this environment I've had some of my most fruitful and enjoyable Overwatch experiences, but also have witnessed what appears to be every subsection of regional North American existence. Given that I have no mic, it's an audio-anthropological tour, as 20-somethings fiercely debate Austin wine culture while holding the defensive front at Point Gibraltar. Or Gibraltar. Or a group of soft-spoken teens swiftly admonish their peer for swearing as his farah is shot out of the sky. (laughs) I've seemingly been witness to every demographic composition currently on offer. For me, they were the means to an end, the ability to play with folks who would hopefully communicate more than a team of six randos. But what has been most surprising, and at first surreal, was how often they were incredibly polite, friendly, and enthusiastic. These groups, I think, are the larger difference between our experiences. Whereas Nick braved the caustic multiplayer jungle and came across some rare and serendipitous gem, I have found consistency and quality by willingly diving in and seeking out random cooperative experiences by offering a dedicated healing role as fair trade for my invitation into countless little covens and bastions in the online wilderness. We both relied on the random mass of humanity for our occasional reward, But whereas I've taken advantage of Overwatch's mechanical necessity of an essential class role, Nick derived his reward from the pure happenstance of two men fighting each other (laughs) complementary on a single bombing run. Right. In a way, his feat, a moment of sanguine cooperation, feels much more significant, given the chaotic nature of a 64-player game like Battlefield 1 versus the comparatively smaller world of Overwatch's 6v6 games. Would Mm -hmm. you agree? Thanks. Craig from Ottawa.
1: Yeah, I suppose. I mean, one of the things that that game, I mean, I talked about this on the podcast, um also that's that's a good piece of mail uh the battlefield one will group you into like squads now and so the fa- i think the mm. fact that it's doing that is what allowed for this to happen to me so there's a
0: bit more sort of permanence of there's like mm. a um an implied kind of comradeship that the game
1: is sort of it's trying to do that it's clearly yeah. not really successful right. in the sense that nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares nobody um <laughs> yeah. But well, just the fact that he was was able to spawn on top of me allowed him to jump into my vehicle while it was in the air which created So there, you're that
0: already demo. instantly dependent on right. one another.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, really the only, I don't I don't even know if I mentioned this, but the only reason that this guy ended up liking me is that I was allowing him to shoot at other planes, right. uh-huh. which in a in a sense is kind of sacrificing some of my like kill time Mm -hmm. to give that guy some fun you know what i mean i made a conscious choice to basically like allow him to do something fun to no benefit of my own right nick Brecken, selfless i incredibly
0: i think you're known for that
1: oh please chris you've known me i have for many years i've known you for many years always always will sacrifice Mm -hmm. for the for the greater good every in every every time never selfish yeah uh (laughs) anyway um, I've never teamed up with Chris uh, <laughs> in an online game, if you, can, if you can't tell. Uh, that is false. That is true. We I, played yeah, StarCraft 2v2 yeah. every day for like that, a year. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, what this email makes me realize is that the... And, and I, I totally actually know this from experience, too, is console matchmaking-style parties... Mm. <laughs> excuse me. ...in a lot of ways fulfill the roles that dedicated servers... Yeah, used to fulfill on PC, and it seems like less commonly so do now. Right, as as more games um well, have the matchmaking
1: style. You know what's cool about Battlefield One is they actually brought back dedicated servers. You hmm. can actually there is a dedicate a full dedicated server browser now.
0: Is there an actual culture of? I have no idea. I mean,
1: I'm sure it's not <clears throat> what to the same extent. You, you, probably to find that now you'd have to go play Counter Strike or something because I think right, that's still right. the way that that game is. Because
0: definitely my my best memories of PC online multiplayer are. Finding the dedicated server. Oh yeah, that or I guess the and then on, in a game like StarCraft or something, which was always match made mm-hmm. um, channels. Yeah, you know lobbies. Yep,
1: yep. Oh uh, man, and when they took those out of BattleNet, people freaked out.
0: Yeah, well, the, I met I met like close. Mm-hmm. I mean, not friends who I ended up ever meeting in real life or anything, but like close, you know, teammates who yep. I would talk with multiple times a week. In a StarCraft lobby, and we'd all play together, and got better together, and that was, you know, one of the ways I got better at StarCraft when I first played it. Yeah. Um, and then you know, PC shooters traditionally had dedicated yeah. servers that you'd wander into, and sort of they'd have different cultures and different regulars.
1: And it's a bummer that Dota is so <clears throat> just Dota, uh, because I mean, I I don't I don't want to say that that game is exclusively populated with despicable people, but 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 <laughs> certainly. It is the case that just the way that the mechanics of that game operate, you are more inclined to um, be angry with somebody that you're playing with than you are to thank them for doing a thing for you, I think. Because there's always the perfect version of a Dota round in your head, and it's almost like mm. if you're not meeting that bar, then who's to blame now? Like, And you think
0: that's more true than other multiplayer games? I
1: think so, because I think other multiplayer games are less... Um, well, first of all, the rounds in Dota are so long that it's almost like the, 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 the investment um, to, like, enjoyment ratio is just at, at the far end of that scale, mm-hmm. right? So, like,
0: I think the fact that it's top-down and on a map also makes yes. it more obvious when your right. teammate fucks up. Whereas, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> Oof. in dying. Overwatch Chris or any, any right shooter, now. really, yeah. people are just, like, dying and respawning all the time, yep. and it's hard to be super visible. I mean, you can definitely see – there are times where you can just see someone – Drop well, the ball. But, like, everything is – it's so chaotic that it's kind of hard to, like, even be aware of – if someone's literally right. just on the opposite side of a wall, it's hard to even know what happened.
1: Exactly. But, the, uh, you know, the, the thing that bums me out, bums me out about Dota is that, um, that it would be the perfect game to just, like, hang out and talk to people in. And it was for me for a while. because And I just played with people that I knew who I, you know, liked talking to. But it feels like the kind of game that should be pulling people together. And I think because of the way the game functions, it just doesn't. It's just you just hate everybody by the time you're done playing, and then you you play again and hate your life. Anyway, Dota's really good. <laughs> I should probably. I Sean's
0: should. been getting back into Dota in a I know. way recently. He's, He's been, been streaming on s- the yeah. Idle Thumbs Twitch channel yep. at uh, idlethumbs.casino. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also accessible at twitch.tv slash thumbs. Also accessible somehow. I still don't know how or why. Accessible at Twitch.tv/
1: wizard. Yes, yes. Of a, a quality. Somehow that is I, a thing. I'm
0: really pleased that uh, <laughs> Twitch somehow has just like made that true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So we, I guess there has been additional streaming going on for mm-hmm. that reason as well.
1: Speaking anyway. of StarCraft, I want to. Oh, yeah. pl- I want to play the new. Um, Two on, like two on two mode like they they, they mm, in, the, in the latest update it's called archon mode uh, and oh yeah and you're essentially you're playing as one army <laughs> with two people right um, but it that. forces everybody to do that which then makes it an actual like you know mode as opposed to something that you could just always do if you wanted mm-hmm. to um, be interesting I feel like I feel like that might um either be like my favorite thing or just something I can't stand, but maybe maybe it's <laughs> but it's gonna be the extreme it's gonna be one of the yeah. two things yeah, yeah
0: no I could see that yeah um all right well let's let's see what other kind of email we've got here um 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 um, um. my email app reset itself okay n u p writes I'm a little behind on my episodes in video game news. I just listened to 275 where you talked about a person going through a traumatic event by playing a Sean Murray wakeboarding game. You then start the next episode talking about No Man's Sky and Sean Murray going on Colbert, Twitter, and other channels to promote the game. From there, you elegantly segued into talking about last week's episode and Sean Murray wakeboarding again. You guys did not bother clarifying these were two different people with the same name. (laughs) The whole episode, I thought it was a Sean Murray podcast and spent a few minutes trying to Google the reason this person I've never heard of was now relevant. Sadly, I discovered one is spelled S-E-A-N and the other S-H-A-W-N, and my dreams of a wakeboarding space simulator designer were shattered. Anu and very dusty Kathmandu.
1: And. That is it is a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. That the guy who like
0: went on Colbert and like hyped up the entire internet is not also an extreme
1: sports uh, star. He might be. We don't know. Licensed his likeness. (laughs) Well, that's true. He he definitely didn't do that. Actually,
0: it would be even better.
1: He might wakeboard
0: though. What would be actually way better is if Sean Murray Extreme Wakeboarding whatever were actually just designed by Sean Murray, and Sean Murray was not a wakeboarder. Right, but is just such a star right. game He's, designer oh, yeah. Yeah. that his name actually takes precedence right. over the real life athletes yeah. depicted.
1: it's in it's the like game. Sid Meier's, you know, wakeboarding, but with Sean Murray taking the. It uh, would be like yeah. if
0: Madden wasn't called Madden, but if Madden was the name of the just like the guy who works at EA Tiburon, right? As
1: the lead. Well, I don't think Madden ever played football, so you know. <laughs> I mean, I thought he did in college or whatever. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe in college. I don't know if he played pro, but. Um, but yeah, that is that is uh that is too bad that he is not uh just some wakeboard video game luminary. Uh <laughs> yeah. I mean who's to say? We don't we don't know what uh what Hello or um is it Hello Games, we don't know what they're doing Hello next. Games, yeah. yeah.
0: I assume what they're doing next is working on No Man's Sky forever. No. I mean not forever, but for long enough to like I, I assume what they're trying to do is uh you know recapture goodwill
1: and um you know patch in wakeboarding yeah
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) that would be amazing why not
1: i mean at this point
0: yeah well um i don't know what do you think what do you i'm gonna sort of take a detour what do you think the chances are of, of no man's sky sort of like climbing out of the the uh Controversy hole. Uh, I don't know what to call it, but like, it's in the doghouse, right? It's in the 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 doghouse.
1: Yeah, which is a thing now. I feel like I feel like that's a to me anyway. It feels like a recent phenomenon where I I guess maybe with just um. Well, I so uh, okay. So
0: here, here, let me just let me just throw out any. I was thinking about this because I actually downloaded this game. Yeah, I, I, I'll talk about this next week, I guess. But I completed Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Yeah, and I was just like, I want more Deus Ex. I want to. I want to play more uh-huh. cyber hack game. Yeah, uh, like I want like more climb through vent game. Um, but I didn't really want to replay the original Deus Ex because I've done that within the last couple of years. I mean, it's a great game, but I'm like, okay, well, I play the. I'll download Deus Ex: Invisible War, mm. uh, the the much maligned sequel. And by the time it finished downloading on Steam, I already was just like, eh. <laughs> I don't need to try that game again. Right. And that game feels like a game that has just been eternally in the gaming doghouse. I suppose so. Right? And that was yeah. like 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Or more. I guess now it just seems so much more extreme. Um, it just, it feels like you can see the pendulum swinging. Well, social media swinging. now. That's what I'm saying. It feels like now it's just, it's so palpable when something is in this doghouse versus in the past, whereas like... Yeah, there'd be like mixed reviews, and then there, you know, some people would sort of, uh, whatever, like post on Shack News or something. But, you know, now it's just like, oh man, yeah, this game's in the doghouse. People hate this game. And if you're not hating it, then you're not cool. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's this, like, very, like, strange, you know what a good, you know what of, a good um,
0: you know what a really good barometer is? If you encounter someone just in the world who's not mm. necessarily a video game person, but they still know the game's in the doghouse. Mm hmm. Like, I, I, sometimes yeah, that's what I'm saying. Be, sometimes you'll be just like in a cab or something. Yeah. And the cab driver will be like, anyway, so like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I make video games. And then they'll just volunteer some opinion. Right. From You know, that's just like, oh, I heard that No Man's Sky game is a real piece of shit. Yep. You know, like just some, w- you'll just like get the like totally honest, um like look in, because, you know, we spend so much time interacting with people who are in this stupid industry and know mm-hmm. all this stupid crap because it's all part of our lives. But sometimes you'll just like have some in- or like, you know, you'll be at a party or something and you'll like meet a mutual friend who doesn't really know anything about like actual game development. Cause, cause why would anyone? Yeah. But we'll just be like, oh yeah, I kind of play games sometimes. Yeah. I heard that No Man's Sky thing was like real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's to me like the, the cutoff. Right. Right. Is when the person who isn't like fully inculcated in this culture. Yeah. Will still be
1: aware. Yeah. Of the thing the people that bought wide boys uh <laughs> really and now, that- no they're laying around in their closet the wide they've got the wide boy wh- wh- they haven't played games since really think- then really yeah, is what okay, i'm saying no there's a, there's a I certain i think the fi-
0: people who bought wide boys are the people who are still fully engaged really <laughs> i don't know about that no i
1: i think i think the people with the n64 <laughs> peripherals the in their closet i listen there is a certain class of person that was like fully in, Who had a wide boy. They, it's a yeah. We call them wide men. <laughs> oh just, my god! There, there was a person that that just like fully invested in like the N64 or like you know a previous like a console when they were a kid, and now they've got all that stuff. And if you ask them about like games, they're like, oh yeah, I played like oh, Wetrix and just like you know they just weird <laughs> shit. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They they always have the one weird game I that played they just Wetrix like, on my wide boy. <laughs>
0: Nick Brecken's this is Nick Brecken's view of this sort of like lapsed casual gamer. Yeah, is like they owned a wide boy and played oh. wetrix. You're, you're gonna make fun of
1: me right now, but I yeah, bet next I, I bet next time we're gonna get a lot of reader mail from people who are like, <laughs> I "Oh was yeah, totally that guy." Oh yeah, I was totally that guy. I, had I played a wide w- boy <laughs> and I played, played wetrix.
0: wetrix. Fuck off! I'm
1: saying it's a thing. I'm saying anyway. It's whatever. Bad. Back back to the the topic at hand. Just what? I don't know. <laughs> no Man's sky. I guess. Yeah. Okay,
0: so do you think it can climb out of the doghouse? Sure. <laughs>
1: okay. No, I, I think I think it probably. I think it probably. I think can it probably too. can. I think anything can. I think honestly, the real answer to this is that at this point, I think anything can, given enough time and enough actual support. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I think we live in a just sort of increasingly universally polarized world, so I suspect there's a group of people that game is never going to win back. You know, who's sure. always just like, well, that's just this game forever It's like a disappointment, and they that's stole that stole my money. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that if they actually, within a year, have just like a bunch of totally amazing free patches, which there's no reason they couldn't do. Right. If they're, that game made clearly made so much money mm-hmm. that there's no reason it couldn't be supported yep. for quite a while.
1: Yep. That, uh, yeah, there will be the sort of uh, comprehensive Reddit post that that sort of you know highlights all the reasons why you should be playing No Man's Sky again. Right, exactly. It'll it, it will right. be it, you know, and then that'll you, you that'll make it to talk. You know, then, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It will just be like now's the day you go back to mm-hmm. it, and then everyone will go back to it. Mm-hmm. Almost as if it was yeah, like a press release like, or something. Right, but it's just it's right, just some it's guy's from, Reddit post. Right, exactly. The second that it's a guy who was like <laughs> I. I man, I I, I like you uh, threw No Man's Sky into my trash bin and and right. and cried in tears right. and everything. But but today, but now I've but plugged in my wide boy. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> taking the place of Wetrix right. in my gamer heart.
1: I'm telling you, that's a that's a person. <laughs> okay, I, I
0: believe that it's a person. That I'm, I'm willing. It's to, Sean Murray. I'm willing to concede <laughs> that Sean Murray uh, played Wetrix on his wide boy. All right. Um, Okay. Um, Cameron Lord writes. uh, Great name. I know. Writes in about the rise of the pizza robots. Mm. Uh, So, this is a link to an article on phys.org, like P-H-Y-S, like physics.org. The headline is Hungry Startup Uses Robots to Grab Slice of Pizza. The article reads Did Robots Help Make Your Pizza? If you ordered it from Silicon Valley's Zoom Pizza, the answer is yes. The startup, which began delivery in April, is using intelligent machines to grab a slice of the multi-million, multi-billion dollar pizza delivery market. Zoom is one of a growing number of food tech firms seeking to disrupt the restaurant industry with software and robots. We're going to eliminate boring, repetitive, dangerous jobs, and we're going to free up people to do things that are higher value," said co-founder Alex <laughs> Gardner, former Microsoft manager and president of mobile game studio- maker Zynga Studios. Yeah. Oh, wait,
1: what? <clears throat> yeah, Zynga.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand why <laughs> pizza making is like a boring, repetitive, dangerous. <laughs> is Zynga job. getting into? I mean, pizza? I guess in the sense that like most jobs are boring and repetitive. I mean, but dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I guess where there does are the hot danger in? Involves. You know what's crazy about. About uh, uh, about this guy Alex Garden, whose name I recognized, and I just realized why. Co-founder of Relic Entertainment.
1: Oh my God! Yeah. Oh wow! Wait. Yeah. Relic of Company Sin? of Heroes,
0: Dawn of War. Oh oh oh! oh Relic. Wait, no, no Relic, no, no, no sorry, wrong no, no, one. No, you're Long right. One. No Relic. I was thinking of Ritual. Relic.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of Ritual. Oh, you no, were thinking you of, were thinking of Relic, No, I was which right. Is, which is correct. I was right. I was right. Yeah, Home you world. were right.
0: Homeworld, Dawn of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Company of Heroes. Okay. Yeah, classic RTS. He's no longer studio. there,
1: or he's, or he's. Oh, he left a, a long time oh, okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he founded, he co-founded Relic. Yeah. It is now into making. Now he's making robot pizza, pizza robots. robots. <laughs> so what do they actually do? It never really explained like what they do.
0: Oh yeah, sorry. I I we interrupted the uh, oh yeah, <clears throat> the article here to mention that weird fact, which I don't think the person who emailed this recognized the gaming connection here. Mm. But yeah, Alex Garden, um, inside its commercial kitchen in Mountain View. Pizza dough travels down a conveyor belt, where machines add the sauce, spread it, and later carefully slide the uncooked pies into an 800-degree oven. The startup will soon add robots. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If I were a a robot recording this podcast, I wouldn't need to clear my throat or ever get sick. True. Inside its commercial kitchen in Mountain View, pizza dough travels down a conveyor belt, where machines add the sauce, spread it, and later carefully slide the uncooked pies into an 800-degree oven. The startup will soon add robots to prep the dough, add cheese and toppings, take the pizzas out of the oven, cut them into slices and box them for delivery. We automate those repetitive tasks so we can spend more money on higher quality ingredients, says Julia Collins, <laughs> Zoom's CEO and co-founder. Oh my god. There will always be a model here at Zoom where robots and humans work together to create delicious oh no. food.
1: All right, all right. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't like my skin wasn't crawling until the last two oh yeah. sentences there. Oh now yeah. it's now it's just fully uh Yep. Yeah, crackling. Like, oh my God. In
0: Silicon Valley and beyond, tech startups are building robots to help reduce labor costs, speed production, and improve safety in the restaurant industry. San Francisco-based Momentum Machines is building robots to make gourmet hamburgers. Fuck off gourmet hamburgers. Oh, man, gourmet let's hamburgers. not even talk Fuck about off.
1: gourmet hamburgers.
0: And Bistrobot, another San Francisco startup, has designed a machine that makes sandwiches while customers watch. We're trying to automate some of the stations you might find in restaurants, said co-founder Jay Reppert. It's quicker, cheaper, more consistent, and a really fun experience to share with people. Oh, my God. Robots, you know what's fun to share with people? Money that you pay them for doing a job. (laughs) Robots may be able to produce simple foods such as pizza, burgers, and sandwiches, but they won't be taking over restaurants anytime soon because they still struggle with irregular tasks that require phone, motor skills, judgment, and taste, said Ken Goldberg, who directs the University of California, Berkeley's Automation Lab.
1: But we're uh, working on that
0: too. Yeah, no, I saw, <laughs> the, the no, true. I saw an thing. article a couple of weeks ago yeah. about. Remember how, we, like, a year ago we said um, robots can't be butchers because it's too like right. complicated and fiddly? I saw an article, like, a month ago that was like, well, they're working on that now. Like, get ready.
1: And you've seen that robot <laughs> that's just the giant tongue. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Yeah, well, it's out there. Gross. Yeah. I like that the that it's that it's uh, that he's using oh, the excuse God. of like better ingredients. Yeah, I know. Which is just like you yeah. can just imagine the like uh, post-apocalyptic uh tv that's sort of like fuzzy in the corner and like you know there's like a trash fire over on the other corner and then there's this tv that some kids watching sort of blank better ingredients better pizza papa john's and it's just like out (laughs) to the fallout yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the ink spots start playing a song like your robot friend (laughs) makes
0: food safely tasty and cheaper than ever with high quality (laughs) ingredients
1: right yeah Right. War never changes. Yeah. in the in the fallout uh, uh version of that there would be like a robot chasing somebody with a cleaver as well <laughs> just anyway it's true yeah
0: with a chef a chef hat
1: right yeah actually no sorry that would be a level later in the game uh you would go into the pizza shop right and it would be quiet and then you would get to the ovens and then, then there would be like a, a crazy like pizza chef robot also environmental
0: storytelling uh, there'd be s- human skeletons in the oven
1: Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. With like, yeah, pizza sauce just kind of splashed around Mm -hmm. uh, as a as a like, you know, texture. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. There's so many jobs in food service that are so complex. It will be a long time before we have robots doing all of them. Goldberg said, I want to reassure restaurant workers that the skills they have are still going to be of value. (laughs) Fuck off. The whole point of this article is that they're not Uh, like literally this is an article about robots replacing people in restaurants. How how can people say things like that with a straight face? Man, I mean, maybe that's just the future. Fine, but like, don't claim that it's not when you're doing the thing that makes it that.
1: Yeah, right. It's gonna be good, Chris. Are you ready? Are you ready for a robot (laughs) to replace us? I mean,
0: I I guess. (laughs) I mean, people
1: are. Everyone's just writing in with new idle thumbs algorithms. It's probably not. It will be a long time before before anyone replaces us. Like it's just it's gonna happen. Every, everything well, yeah. is so fucked. Here,
0: Charity Suzuki regularly uses the Zoom mobile app to order pizza. She isn't bothered by the robot cooks. It's delicious. It's always hot and fresh when it comes. Oh, yeah. I can't tell the difference that it's made by a robot.
1: Robot. That it's made of people. <laughs> I mean, of course. I can't like, tell the I difference. I mean, this is why it's the future. Because we're not going to know the difference. Everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. Uh, oh man, we're we're completely fucked. God damn it. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Man, speaking of uh, speaking of skeletons, um, <laughs> there was an amazing. Do you know Zach McLendon?
1: Uh, I don't know him, but I know of him. Yeah.
0: So Zach Zach McLendon is a is a great video game designer who was the design director uh, on Bioshock 2 at 2K Moraine. He yep. worked at uh, God, I think he worked at Crystal Dynamics for a long mm. time. He worked at Harmonix. Um, he's a Double Fine. He's a lead designer at Double Fine now on on Psychonauts 2. Um, he's just a guy who's been around for a long time, very well respected by people who've worked with him. Anyway, um, he has a uh, he has a, a kid, and he posted this. T- he has a four year old, and he tweeted he tweeted something the other day that was amazing, which was quote, "What if someone died with their dress on, and then there was a skeleton in a dress?" <laughs> attributed to my four year old future level designer, <laughs> <laughs> which is just amazing. Oh man! And I replied yeah. I replied to him. Uh, what if they had to communicate a written message, a dire warning, say, to future passersby, but no writing implements were at hand? <laughs> uh, and then he replied, I just sprung this challenge on her. The answer, they would use makeup.
1: Hired. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, yeah, please. All, like Already. Entire
0: like... like library of immersive sim first yeah, yeah, person yeah. games totally yeah. owned by four-year-old.
1: Oh, yeah. Why not?
0: Already better Why not? than than yeah. the solution used in like all games. Uh, yeah,
1: that's okay. And by the time that four year old is able to actually apply for a job, or robot will be able to put a skeleton <laughs> we'll in a dress.
0: We'll be able to paint blood on a wall. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: I put it on the wall. I j- I just make a dead thing and then like place it in a in a p- particular position and do that. Slump it over against the wall. Sl- just oh okay, put I can do message that. Message on wall. Sure. Yeah. Just an entire game full of rooms with skeletons and I mean and
0: robots are kind of already designing games if you consider procedural generation. Yeah. Um it's just a matter of when uh I mean
1: actually No Man's Sky even has this. Like you find like weird crashed. Maybe like, eventually ships you only
0: need one person to design a game because you can like tweak all of the algorithms that generate I mean
1: I don't know. I mean, can Algo- to say, I can just say algorithm?
0: It sounds maybe like a someday.
1: Thing. That's what that whole article was. Maybe someday everything will be An like algorithm. this. It probably will. What are we talking about? God, Great. I don't know. So,
0: um, speaking well here. So quickly, speaking of numbers and shit, Chris Warren writes in about anotitles and screen resolutions. A lot of people wrote in about oh, man, this, so I'm yeah. just reading one example of it. A lot of people post on the forums, tweeted at us. Anyway. Uh, This person writes, Hi Thumbs, wanted to give a possible explanation for why screen resolution labels can also be titles of Anno games. Most of the resolutions you listed in episode 280 have 16 by 9 aspect ratios, meaning the number of rows of pixels is always a multiple of 9. If you take any multiple of 9 and add up its digits, your result will either be 9 or another multiple of 9. For example, 9 times 9 equals 81, 8 plus 1 equals 9. 9 times 73 equals 657, 6 plus 5 plus 7 equals 18, and 1 plus 8 equals 9. Um, I actually knew this, and it just didn't occur to me.
1: Yeah, I knew this Whoops. property
0: of n- of multiples of nine. Uh, he says, this doesn't tell us why the developers chose nine as the number their titles should add up to. Maybe because it gives them the largest range of options for a single-digit sum. If they decided they had to sum up to two, they would have had to jump from the year 2000 to the year 10,001. Mm. Anyway, thanks for the great podcast, Chris. Um that doesn't. That still doesn't really answer the question because why did they decide that there needs to be any number that they all? Have? Yes. I mean, the, the real. Really the...
1: the real question is why did they do any of this? <clears throat> yeah. But uh, I wonder if anybody's actually asked them that because that is that something that they've like commented on in an I interview somewhere.
0: I don't know. That's the kind of thing that would be, be really hard curious to, to
1: know. It. Yeah, it'd be hard to search for it. But now I want to know. Me too. Hmm.
0: Well, this is crazy because the series has been going since like 1996. Yeah. So it's um it's sort of it's been pres- it's been preserved for over a decade now. Yeah. Or I guess. Two decades. Huh.
1: Horrible. Hmm. Huh. Um, Weird. I yeah. want to play Anno 10,000.
0: <laughs> That's May not a well. valid Anno name.
1: Well, what? whatever, 10,000 and... Yeah, yeah. What, uh, was it 10,000 that he said or 10,000... It's 10,001, right? I don't know what you're asking me. It adds up to 11, though, doesn't it? Is it 9 or 11? 9. Okay.
0: Also, 10,001 doesn't add up to 11. And no, I know. It can, well, it can... Yeah. He was saying, had they decided to sum up... Oh, each, oh, oh, he's saying 9 okay. gives them more options because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the highest number... The highest single-digit number you could add up to. That's true. So it just gives you more options. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. um, Gabe Lewis uh, Mikalski writes, Hi, Chris, Nick, and Jake. (laughs) Bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. Uh, I tweeted at you a few weeks ago to let you know the author of objectdreams.tumblr.com, which is the the blog we got the Batman and Mm. Paris Catacombs text from, is none other than Jamie Brew, head writer at clickhole.com.
1: Oh, man. Yeah.
0: He also creates predictive text songs using the works of Bowie, The Strokes, Dylan, etc. I don't believe he's published or released these anywhere yet, but they are delightfully odd. He plays them at shows around Chicago, and as a songwriter myself, I'm always angry I didn't think of it. Uh, As it's become a fascination with the community and a public figure I happen to know, I thought I'd drop that detail in for you. Also, I would like to create a comic book hero based on Nick Brecken named Brick Necken. I imagine he has a brick for a neck, but I can't draw, so maybe someone on the forums can handle it. Thanks. Love the cast down to pod, Gabe Mikowski. Um and that's good knowledge. Yeah. I appreciate no, that.
1: yeah, that's that's uh that's really good.
0: Finally, oh actually here, quick note. Matt Giuka writes, Hey Thumbs, as a longtime Mist fan, I enjoyed your coverage of abduction. Since you kept mentioning mentioning the FMV cowboy dude and compared him to the two brothers trapped in the books in Mist, I have to point out the Cowboy is played by Robin Miller, co creator of Mist, who played Cirrus, the guy trapped in the Red Book. Yeah. Cheers and thanks for the podcast, Matt.
1: So I like assumed that that was probably the case but just didn't know or you know what <laughs> right. i mean like it's just yeah. like you kind of have a pretty good idea that this guy was uh, one of the guy one of the two dudes but like yeah i, yeah, I did not know that for sure that's that's really good i'm sure. glad that that's the case
0: well speaking of abduction robert pren writes in inspired by the fictional vulgarities last week i made a sci-fi swear phrase generator you can check it out at tinyurl.com slash marfing-barfo. <laughs> <laughs> marfing-barfo. Keep casting the good pods, you quotey wizard moofers, Robert Pren. P.S. Sometimes it randomly makes real vulgarities. Sorry about that. Oh, man. So let's look at some of these generated swears. father Harding bistered clone. <laughs> Huncher. <laughs> Borg of Wad. Cap-Clump. Nick Brecken, you mothershicker. shicker. <laughs> Nick Brecken, you is. Nick Brecken, you a bit mother. Nick Brecken, you dump of an ark. <laughs>
1: dump of an ark.
0: Nick Brecken, you rat of a moonishule. <laughs> Nick Brecken, you clump slithing easthole lizard. Nick Brecken, you rabbit jarging luthole rucker. <laughs> Nick Brecken, you lizard of a bastard. Nick Brecken, you ace ship borg. Nick Brecken, you snake of a ass.
1: <laughs> okay, that's just a real insult.
0: Nick Brecken, you butt <laughs> All
1: right, all right, all right. Nick Brecken,
0: you snake of a bastard bot.
1: <laughs> it works yet? really well.
0: How are you holding up, Nick? Under the under the the weight of of these brutal oaths. Brecken
1: doesn't doesn't <laughs> take any of this. Nick Brecken, <laughs> you
0: dithclot. clot. Nick Brecken, you clot foulker. <laughs> Nick Brecken, you botfu shipper. Nick Brecken, you rabbit Samner. <laughs> Nick Brecken, you gall rabbit. Nick Brecken, you p- paper. That's just paper with an extra. With a p extra p? with apostrophe. Yeah. Apostrophe. Nick Brecken, you snake of dick. <laughs> Nick Brecken, you rabbit roosing krupp wizard. Oh, that's enough of that. That's, that's pretty good. I, I, I highly appreciate this. Yeah. So no, it's uh, really, you can really find good. this at tinyurl.com slash marfing barfo <laughs> for ten percent off. Right. Sci fi yeah, right. swears. <laughs>
1: You marfing. You marfing. Marfing. You. You. Snake of dick. You. (laughs) You. I'm gonna just throw those into my vocabulary. I'm that's just good stuff. Yeah. No. You know what's funny is it actually works. Like that is. I can. I can imagine like a like a Battlestar Galactica, like a sci-fi TV show. Like (laughs) all of these were in doing at some point.
0: You lizard-sacking (laughs) hapborg. You fap. You living bavard lord. You buckle, you head of ass howl, you <laughs> borg walker, you abot, you buckle green-blooded rat, you naked nunching bastard bat, you mounter, you at-hole clot. Take
1: that. I've taken it.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to Idle Thumbs, I guess. Eh. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. Uh, please tell your, your tell fellow moof markers. <laughs> yeah, tell Jake how much you liked this episode. how <laughs> How j- jealous will he have
1: been yeah, of this recording not, process? Not that jealous.
0: <laughs> That's true. Consider rating us and reviewing us on iTunes. It helps out a lot and helps us grow the show audience. A thing that is hard to do, you'd be surprised to learn. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you can find our website at idlethumbs.net slash Um All the rest of our shows are also at idlethumbs.net, uh, including the Idle Book Club, Idle Weekend, starring uh, Daniel Rando and Rob Zachney, Three Moves Ahead with Rob Zachney and Friends. Uh, Terminal 7, a Netrunner podcast with uh, two Netrunner dorks. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's other back catalogs on there. Yeah. IdleThumbs.net for all of that. We're on Twitter at Twitter.com slash IdleThumbs. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash IdleThumbs. You can send us email about our terrible robot future or alien swear words at questions at IdleThumbs.net. Other topics as well, if you desire Thank you for listening. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Oh, Oh. Oh, man. I'm so glad that it's over. (laughs) (laughs) I feel terrible. I feel like I'm going to throw up or something. Wow. I'm going to just throw those into my vocabulary. That's just good stuff. Yeah.